Hello, hello. It's another case of mixtape and identity, and my guest this week is Grace Jarvis. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 61 of Mixtape and Identity, and my guest this week is comedian Grace Jarvis. First things first, before we get into discussing the, the songs or the episode, if you're UK-based, if you're going to be in Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival, please do consider going to see Grace. I think she is hysterically funny. Uh, we have some mutual friends, all of whom have told me insanely good things about Grace's show. I'm so excited to go and see her. So uh, if you're in Edinburgh and you're at a loose end in any way shape or form highly recommend you go and see grace um, i was very excited to do this episode with grace as i said we got some mutual friends and heard a lot of good things about her uh comedy show she has the best twitter in the game yeah uh tick 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 i had a really good time with the playlist um i mentioned it's one of the longer lists 21 songs in total uh very indecisive but i actually just really enjoyed all the songs she sent across so i didn't have the heart to to whittle it down um, some classics in there some songs that I really love I'm a you know big fan of the Wombats and uh, Frightened Rabbit so some stuff in there that I already knew and already loved and then like Ballpark Music is a, uh, a band that I've become obsessed with since doing this episode so uh, a really really good time had an awful lot of fun doing this episode uh, Grace is very very funny very candid very open um, I will put a little content warning in here at this point to say that um if you're familiar with Grace's work, she, she does talk very openly about topics like uh, suicide and self-harm. Um, nothing particularly distressing, but the topics come up and uh, we talk about it a little bit. So, fair warning. I'll be back at the end of the episode, but for now we'll jump into episode 61 of Mixtape and Identity with Grace Jarvis. music at the moment chris um i don't know i am not one of your classic music lovers i don't think i only like to listen to music when i am in motion okay i can't really listen to it while i'm sitting down i have to like go around the block like sometimes i'll be like i really want to listen to this song so i have to go i have to go i have to go for a walk (laughs) so that i can listen to this song okay because i yeah i'm i never really listened to it uh, I never really listen to music at home. My family, I have a bit in my show about this where like my family forgot to tell me about music, um, <laughs> which is incredibly, my, my dad has like an encyclopedic knowledge of music and he forgot to tell me about it, which is crazy. <laughs> like I'm autistic. He's definitely autistic. Like that's the most autistic response to the world of like, oh, she'll probably soak it up. I didn't. I didn't have any access. I had about, I had six CDs total, none of them uh, useful. I had Hits for Kids 3, Hits for Kids 6, Cat Stevens, Sam Cooke, Bing Crosby, and So Fresh 2007. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. We, um, I've I've talked about this kind of theme quite a lot on the show, like one of the categories is a song from your introduction to music, and uh, I've, 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 just a, a lot of dads on the show recently and uh and yes. i've got a two-year-old son and we've just been talking a lot recently about like that 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 parenting thing of like forcing your music on on your child and then the other approach which is the more sort of softly softly here's the stuff i like you might like it um 
just not talking about it is uh, a completely new one. I think they were trying to not force their music on me right. and trying to like, but that meant I just had no music. <laughs> like you have to start with what your parents like so that you can develop a taste. Yeah, I had nothing. <laughs> I had no things. The first song on Hits for Kids three, it said one. We will rock you, Backstreet Boys, and I was like, well. <laughs> I don't know who the Backstreet Boys are, but apparently they're musical geniuses because this song is awesome. Like, <laughs> I didn't know it was a cover until I was 16. Oh like, I grew God. up in a cult. My dad's horrified. <laughs> but, like, whose job is it to tell me about Queen? That's a dad's job. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially Queen. It's definitely a dad's job. I know. I know. It's a da- like, truly so wild. <laughs> The man is just like horrified, but it's like, you could have fixed this problem yeah. <laughs> so easily, you know? So now I like, I really don't have a, I was a big musical theater kid right. in school. So like a lot of my taste, the way I was rebelling in school musically was that I really wanted to sing modern musicals <laughs> right. and like, I wanted to sing musical, like songs. I was like begging my choir conductor to have us sing something modern and he was like this is modern it's was written in the last hundred years i'm like this is not this is not what i mean it's still in latin (laughs) so i was i was up against a wall as far as trying to rebel i wasn't i couldn't even get close to like goth or punk or anything because i was like so in like can we just sing in english is that an option some english can we have to Peter Gabriel, maybe? Like, I'm not asking for much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, there are some songs that, like, my that my dad, I eventually listened to and was like, oh, okay, my dad did used to play this. Um, but also, he just had a very weird taste in, like, and my parents are Kiwis and they raised us um, over here in Australia. So they, people, Australians love to say, oh, New Zealand's basically the same, it's not a culture shock. And New Zealanders are like, hey, fuck you, we're a very different culture and it's a completely different change. Especially in the 90s when my parents came over here, it was like, it was really hard to adapt. Like, people put, like, a snake in my dad's bed in, like, in his first weeks of the army because they were like, oh, the Kiwi's never seen a snake before. And it's like, this isn't a good prank. Like, what do you... They thought it was dead and it wasn't even dead. Like, you could have killed a man. What was the point of this? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, people don't, like, people don't understand that there is a real difference between New Zealand and Australia, which means that um, people don't really understand why I don't blend in better. I mean, I'm autistic already, but, like, you know, I had Kiwi influences on everything, but I was raised here. And when we moved to Tamworth, because my dad's in the army, so we moved around all the time. We moved to Tamworth, which is the country music capital of Australia, um, and my parents were like, uh, I don't know, like, blend in. Like, someone gave them a Lee Kernigan CD, and then they were like, okay, Australian country music. So, like, my biggest influx of music, access to music, was, like, a bunch of Australian country music when I was, like, eight years old. Right. So, like, Lee Kernigan, Slim Dusty, uh, Missy Higgins, Casey Chambers, John Williamson. I loved John Williamson. Right. But, like... Even Australians are not attached to Australian country music in that way. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like most people who grew up in this country don't even know the songs that I'm referencing. And they would, <laughs> my parents trying to be like, 
be Australian, blend. And I'm like, it's not helping, guys. It's not helping. Other eight-year-olds are not appreciating my <laughs> my references to the pub with no beer. Like, I'm not... It's not helping. <laughs> the Boys from the Bush is a banger, but no one else is listening to it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, a, yeah, I'm kind of a bad... I'm, I'm kind of a bad guest for a music podcast. I mean... Yeah, the music I do have opinions on, I have opinions on, but it's just like I'm I'm new to music. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> like a couple of the songs on your on your prompts are like based on my boyfriend from when I was eighteen to twenty one. Okay, who is Australian? Like playing stuff in the car, like that. That right. was me being introduced to stuff a lot. Okay, it was like a a boyfriend. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Okay, so when when you're listening to music now, are you are you ever trying to find new music now or do you tend to go back to what you know? I, I go back to what I know a lot. I'm not like always listening to new. I can't understand um, people who like listen to an an entire album all the way through. I'm like, okay. I'm a big fan of the shuffle function. Okay, sure. <laughs> I like to hear several things at once. Well, the only band, I, Ballpark Music, which is my favorite band, okay. um, which I'm seeing on Saturday, actually. Oh, nice. Um, they're from... Brisbane, which is the big town near Toowoomba where I grew up. Okay. And so they would play at the Carnival of Flowers a couple of times. Okay. And I was like, this, these are the best. And I've li- they have albums where I've listened all the way through to the entire thing. Right. But that's the only band I've like ever done that for, I think. Okay. Um, so I, I guess I mostly find new like songs or like, I'm very like a lyrics gal. I like... Right. I like lyrics more than I like anything else. Okay. So I think that is a part of finding stuff. Like if I hear like a snippet of something, I'm like, oh, that's a really good line. Yeah. I'll be more in it for the music, for the, for the lyrics than the, the music itself, I guess. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into it, but I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a lyrics guy as well. And, uh, oh, good! Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have a frightened rabbit poster behind you. Well, yeah, okay. Well, I, yes. Spoilers. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say that. So uh, it's definitely one that we'll get onto on the list because yeah, I'm a yeah. Uh, and I've got, uh, yeah. Again, we'll get into it, but I've got um, a book called The Work, which is um, Scott Hutchison's lyrics, all like written oh, out. Oh wow! Like, yeah, every one of his lyrics from uh, um, from Frightened Rabbit. So. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Um, all right, so look, we'll, we'll get into the list. So song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So you went for Wearing Nothing by Dagny. Yes, I um, I think I think it was another, it was a comedian. It was like a Netflix special. It was one of those ones where it's like lots of, uh, like six comedians do half hour specials on Netflix. Sure. And one of them, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Nikki Glaser, walked on to a Dagny song. Mm-hmm. I think it was either this or it was Too Young. Um, but I was like, oh, this song is awesome. And then I, I went and looked it up and I listened to this, to, to Wearing Nothing, and I was like immediately started dancing around. Like it was like, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. it, like, no, it did not need to grow on me at all. I think it's in my like top played songs of all time in my like apple music stats right um it's just like very fun and like earnest in a way that's i can appreciate as a comedian because too much earnestness i'm like oh no i want to crawl in a hole um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. but it's like earnest in this way of like i'm so 
she's like, I'm so attracted to you. I want nothing between us. Right. Um, but it, it's this way that's like still kind of funny and cute that I really, really like. It's it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I I loved it. It's um so I I've only really come around to like pop music in the last couple of years. Um Oh really? Yeah. And you know, can't... see I didn't even know to be derisive of other genres. Because I, <laughs> like, I was right. raised on musical theatre and Australian country music. So yeah. everything I've liked since then has been up in terms <laughs> of legitimacy. Yeah, sure. You've been in the trenches. It's all it's all I've good been in here. it. I've yeah. been in it of like, oh, this is my music taste. And people go, ooh. And I'm like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want to be this person. Yeah. I, I said this before, but there's the a uh, friend of mine in school was really into country music. Um, that's that He listened to Garth Brooks and Taylor Swift were his two favorite artists. I remember right. like, like bullying him a lot for that <laughs> in high school. But in a way, it just, it makes me so sad now. One, because, I, you know, I was bullying someone, which is not good. Um, and two, because his response to it was always just, yeah, that, I, I, that's the kind of music I like, which is like, which is the perfect response. Yeah. You're, yeah. As, as a, as a bully, you've got nowhere to go with that. You're like, ah, mm, I think I'm the asshole yeah. here. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like when people mm. comment on the way that I dress, cause I dress quite like, um, feminine. Like I like lots of dresses and like quite old style stuff. Yeah. Um, quite of a period it's sort of like i'm in a very badly costumed period piece um but people used to comment on my on the way that i dress and i would be like oh yeah like i kind of would go along with it and let them make fun of me and then i recently i've just been like hey like this isn't up for debate actually like these are my clothes dickhead like you actually don't get to have a say on the way that i dress like it's not important to you like the way that it's important to me and it's like It doesn't... You don't get to mock me for this. This isn't something that's up for grabs in terms of, like, riffing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. These are my clothes. Yeah. Like, I'm not fixing it for you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite freeing getting to that point in life as well where you're just like, actually, do you know how what? Old were you? How old? Yeah, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> how old was your friend, though? How old oh, were you? Oh, so this was, like... Uh, this is school, so I was, like, uh, 15, 16. Fuck yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. For like being like, oh, I love 100%. Taylor Swift. Yeah, like he's Go just, for it, man. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, and he was just, he's, he's such a sweet guy. And, uh, yeah, just like liked what he liked and wasn't apologizing to anyone for it. And I was like, eh. And, and the it worst almost thing teaches about... you the lesson immediately for him to just be like, yeah, these are the things I like. Yeah. And you're like, oh, bullying isn't fun anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the, the worst thing about it, and, uh, this is a lesson for life, I think. I was a closeted Taylor Swift fan at the time. Like I, oh, everybody was. Yeah, I, She's I excellent. Would, I would cry uh, listening to um, Love Story every time that key oh. changed. Head, I was like, I was. Oh, and of course. Yeah, I was a broken man. Um, but yeah, still, still decided <laughs> to, to bully him for it. Anyway, the um, your question was about Dagny. Um, so uh, yeah, so I'm I'm a recent convert to to pop music. So I think anytime I get something that's um like interesting within pop music i'm very very excited and um especially like female vocalists as well um i just uh it's just it's a new thing to me so i'm i'm very excited by it and again uh, like you said i really really enjoyed the the lyrical content as well because it's um Mm. 
it's very it's, sweet and uh, it's sweet and fun yes. in a way that it's not like you know how because pe- people who make pop music have been making it for so long yeah. that it's all just like a, a, this sort of mathematical equation of how to say i want to fuck you in a, in a pop song yes and so it becomes so overwritten and weird yes or like a metaphor that doesn't make sense yes or like like that uh that ariana grande song where she's like side to side right where it's like i think the point is <laughs> i think what you're trying to say is that his dick is really big mm. and you're like injured by that right but i'm not sure that that's like sexy <laughs> like i'm not psyched about a potential pelvic floor injury you know like yeah I'm not sure you've gone too far into the ana- into the like the metaphor. Like, yeah. Because I get it. You can't just say it because it has to go on radio. But like yeah. now, the metaphor is almost more vicious than just saying <laughs> "I want to fuck you." <laughs> yeah. You know, like "Shut Up and Drive." Well, what were the songs that were like on what at like school discos when I was a kid? Where I'd be like, "Man, this is quite aggressive, actually." <laughs> like, yeah. Um, uh, whistle all the Rihanna songs. Um, oh, whistle! Yeah, yeah. yeah. J- um, Jason Derulo. Um, oh God, whistle! But wow, such a fucking catchy song too. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is like this is dirtier than just saying the words. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I think this is like a really fun version of she's saying exactly what she means. She's not gotten lost in a weird pop music metaphor, but it's also like still like sexy and fun. Yeah. Um, which I think is what I like so much about it because sometimes where it's like oh this song is really catchy I cannot abide these lyrics I will never listen to this song again (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah like even any song where I mean this may just be the autism but any song where it's like um we're gonna be young forever let's stay young forever and we're never gonna grow old like stuff like that where I'm like well you are like I (laughs) This is stupid. Why would you write this? It's it's just always going to not be true or it's going to be a very sad story. <laughs> like <laughs> when I graduated from high school, I was like depressed and suicidal all through high school. I was, I was severely bullied and I was I had chronic illness and stuff. Um and at the last day of school, everyone started singing um I can't I can never remember the band, but it's Forever Young. Yes. I want to be forever young. And I was sitting there like this is a song about teenage suicide and I've just spent four years not killing myself and trying really fucking hard so you guys can go back to country Queensland and kill yourselves if you want to but I just made it out of here. (laughs) Why are we doing this? They could never like, oh, my school would never... We when we graduated from um, year nine, which already I'm like, why do we have to have a graduation <laughs> ceremony from going from the middle school to the senior school? Yeah. We had to. They forced us to sing a song in a choir, and it was like about like m- like moving on in the world. And so the song that they chose <laughs> was um, oh, what's it called? Happy ending by Mika, right? Which is so sad (laughs) it's such a sad song it is a song about a breakup so bad he wants to die (laughs) and they're like no no we'll change the lyrics we'll change the lyrics i'm like i don't know that you can like (laughs) it's like uh the the this is the way you left me no love pretending no hope no love no glory no happy ending and they changed it to with hope and love and glory (laughs) 
a happy ending and i was like it's still in a minor key like i don't i don't think this is coming across well bunch of 14 year olds being like yeah we're graduating from year nine uh, and just the they, they just the, no sense of lyrical analysis yeah in, and behind anyone's eyes 14 year old choirs famously they don't enunciate particularly well oh no i mean i don't think the audience are picking just... up on the subtle differences between those two versions <laughs> we could have just been singing it how it was you yeah, wouldn't exactly. have noticed exactly. the prepositions are not the crispiest parts of that <laughs> yeah. song uh my um my wife i love telling this story she hates it but um my wife when she graduated primary school which is like no what's the primary school I'm not. I'm not going to put any age on it because I'll probably get it wrong, and then it'll be even more embarrassing for it. But anyway, um, they played the final countdown for their like graduation, wow. right? And they had wow. to walk around uh, the assembly hall with signs uh, that said like it's "Thank so you." It's so ominous. Yeah. Um. But she was really emotional about it, so she was like full on sobbing, <laughs> holding a sign saying "Thank you." And walking around to the final countdown, which Every- the juxtaposition of her like weeping and that song. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a mass suicide event. Yeah, like I, it's like it, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, it's it's the funniest. Any anytime that song comes on, I laugh because it just reminds me. Every like, <laughs> high school graduation <laughs> ceremony is just like a, so culty. Yeah. Uh, my friend um, Bronwyn Cuss, who's another comedian who we lived together for the pandemic, uh-huh. um, she. <laughs> She when she graduated from high school, they wanted to sing I've Had the Time of My Life, like from Dirty Dancing. Sure. Um, but they wouldn't the school was like, You can't sing that song because it's about sex. So they right. made them sing I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. That is so fucking fun. Oh yeah, R. Kelly, PG. <laughs> I honestly think there's more sex in that song than in I've Had the Time of My Life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was quite a tangent from Dagny, but I really, really, really love the song. Um, song two is a song that took you a while. Um, so you went for Look So Fine, Feel So Low by Paul Kelly. Yes. This is a song, yeah, that, um, I again, I started dating... Um, a guy when I was 18 till I was 21 and a half and he was like I didn't realise well I just didn't realise that I wasn't that Australian just because of how all of the rest of my family is from New Zealand Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like I was raised here and it's like no it's pretty fucking obvious like you don't have like a lot of the cultural touchstones um, and whereas uh, this boyfriend had lived in, in Queensland his entire life and so he had just this like real and his parents, his grandparents and parents were quite politically, like, quite into, like, folk music-y stuff. Okay. So he was just introducing me to so many, like, Brisbane bands um, and, like, Australian artists that I had just, like, never engaged with because my parents had never engaged with them. Mm. And then they didn't engage with me with music anyway. So he would play a lot of Paul Kelly in the car. And I was always, like, I really loved From St. Kilda to King's Cross. And I really loved Dumb Things. And I really loved... From little things, big things grow. But this one, uh, it took a while for me to like it because he's so nasal in it, and it's <laughs> such a broad. It's almost wa- wailing like country. It's less folk. It's more country. Mm. Um, 
in this way and the way that he's like almost sad about the idea that this woman wants to look after him right and this weird thing of like there's this like element of masculinity and like fear of like this woman wanting to take care of him and all he has to do is sing right um, which I was always like, come on, man, get on board. Like, <laughs> this is like weird. Why are you making her feel shitty about this? Like I, I was, I, you know, but I, eventually he played it in the car enough that I was like, I, I, I do really like this song. It is really like, it is that like whiny wailing feeling of like, nothing's wrong, but everything's wrong in yeah. the way that you feel when you're not mentally well. Yeah. Um, That like is... I think is also part of what take, took me a while to get on board with it, where I was like, a lot of art is either made post this feeling or mid this feeling without any analysis, whereas this is like you're in the middle of this feeling, but you're analyzing it. And right. I, I, it was almost like a new genre of like looking at, the world that I was like, I ha- I don't think I've experienced this in music before of like, it's either like it's over and I'm it's past or I'm just stream of consciousness writing how it feels right now. Yeah. Um, and this was like a sort of a weird, almost like a, you know, there's a difference between first person and third person. And then there's second person. Sure. It was almost like a second person song. Yeah. Um, which, but he also, you know, he has this like wonderful voice, but it's so so plaintive in this plaintive in this song mm. that it was like I had to sort of get on board. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do really like it now. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I really like it as well. It's um, I it's obviously a much more of a cultural touch point in, in Australia than it is in uh, in Belfast. Um, <laughs> with, uh, I imagine. Yeah. No. Um. So my only exposure to Paul Kelly so far has been um, How to Make Gravy. Uh, oh, yes. Well, again, we're like, that is like a cultural touchstone of Australian Christmas. Yes. That I had never, I had never heard that song until that boyfriend and that boyfriend's family were playing it. Like, right. it it really did, has not cracked New Zealand in, in any way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like... Yeah, it's interesting what things are cultural touchstones, even in a like in a country that I've lived in yeah. for almost all of my life. It's like I still have missed all this stuff because it's not how my parents engage with the world. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it, I think I've been, uh, I've been caught up definitely in how unironically Australians seem to enjoy Paul Kelly because I don't think that's a genre of music that most people would typically connect with like I think if he had a slightly different voice and was popular in the UK I don't know if everyone would be like as on board with him but I think that's something about him is that he's never cracked another country like it's almost like it's our thing he's just ours yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and I don't know if you've heard, um, AB Original did a just the, uh, did a like a version uh-huh. of "Dumb Things" by Paul Kelly, right? And they, because AB Original are like a rap duo, an indigenous rap duo, and they're like quite political. Uh-huh. And they, I thought this was so clever because they brought Paul Kelly 
with them oh. to do the cover. They were like, they did sort of like the intro of the song and then he sung, like he sung the song uh-huh. and they did sort of like rap verses in between the verses of the song. Right. And it was like, no bigot can turn around and be like, hey, you're politicizing Paul Kelly. You're like putting words in his mouth. Like he would never have said it like this because you brought him with you. <laughs> and he was like, I co-sign on this. Like, I was like, that is so clever because yeah. no fucking conservative idiot can be like, oh, why does everything have to be political? Because <laughs> actual Paul Kelly was actually in the room <laughs> singing and being like, yes, <laughs> I'm on board with this. I was like, that's so smart. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's also just such a good, like, a version. It's, like, one of my favorites of all time. Mm, okay. Um, I'll check yeah. that out. Um, but, yeah, like, honestly, I, I, I really, really like the song. I think I, yeah, so I sort of caught up in how in how um, how much people in Australia seem to love Paul Kelly. Um, but then I also do this thing. But my music listening is almost entirely taken up by doing this show so i'll like i listen to these playlists constantly before like before recording so um yeah if i if i listen to like one paul kelly song i don't really have an opportunity to say i'll go and check out his back catalog and i'll be honest well you shouldn't it's too big oh yeah (laughs) yes and and how to make gravy isn't isn't the type of song and i mean no disrespect but it's not the type of song that would make me go i wonder what else this guy sings about like he's got this great song about uh about prison um yeah i definitely want to check out his <laughs> and it's song. a christmas song yes yes and, yeah. and everyone in australia is like yep normal okay normal yeah. yeah um but yeah so but i genuinely i was i was actually surprised at how much i um how much i like this song i think it's it's great and i could i can totally see why people are on board with them i will probably check out other songs um yeah but I th- I, yeah i thought i thought it was brilliant um i think he's very unironic um in a way that would ordinarily piss off like the tall poppy syndrome of australian culture sure. um but he somehow slid under the radar of just being nothing more than he is right. of like i'm an australian guy and these are my songs yeah and I'm so happy that you like them. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's part of his charm is like, he's never gotten a big head about it or anything, even though he is like un- undeniably an Australian icon. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what people kind of relate to of like, this is the, f- I think it's a lot of like, this is the feeling. Um, and he's just saying it. He's just saying it like it is like, this is yeah. the feeling. Um, I really like, from St Kilda to St Cro- to what is it from St Kilda to to King's Cross uh-huh. and it's similar to um here's another song called Every Fucking City and it's kind of like a comedy song and it's about like doing your like big oe and like going as as an Australian or a New Zealander I don't think they call it an oe in Australia but you go <laughs> on your big backpacking tour around Europe okay. and he's like in love with this girl and he's she's always just one city ahead of her of him and and he's like i thought i'd see you in belfast but you'd 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 gone already and i tried to email you but you'd gone to helsinki and and every fucking city looks the same right um and it's 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 a similar feeling of like this like yearning of like and the same with from st kilda to st cross of like to king's cross of like you're over there and i'm over here and i can't like even when we're in the same place, we're not in the same place. Like that feeling yeah. is like 
pretty universal, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot of his music as well. Mm. Okay, perfect. I All right, so song three. So song three, you've got two here. Um, okay. So we've got Dominion Road by the Mutton Birds, and we've got Right Type of Mood by Herbie. Okay, so these are both my dad's songs. Okay. These are like the ones that have slipped through the cracks of him <laughs> forgetting to tell me about music. Um, Dominion Road by the Mutton Birds. So the Mutton Birds are a Kiwi band. Uh-huh. Um, and they also have a song called Wellington, which is more my parents' song. It's not their actual song, but um, their actual sh- song is Smoke Gets In Your Eyes by the Platters, because that was their first song, their first dance at their wedding. Okay. But Wellington, it's like, I wish I was in Wellington, because then I'd be with you. It's like about like, it's the same feeling of like, we're in different parts of the country and we can't be together. And sure. and while my dad was in um, Officer Cadet School, I think in Wairu, and my mum was in Auckland, or it was just like they were just always not at the same place. And like my dad was in, my mom was in Japan for like two years, and my dad was in uh, another posting. And like it was just that feeling. And that is, I think, a lot of why that album is so important to me. But Dominion Road is like, it's an actual road in Auckland. And mm. it is, um, I just love it. Like it's such a good song. And it's so like finding yourself where you are. Yeah. type of thing of like he talks about his what he's like he, it's the song about his wife leaves him and he's stuck and his she sells the house and she he's um in a halfway house halfway down dominion road mm. um and it's yeah it's again it's one of my dad's like one of my dad's songs of like kiwi uh, music and and right type of mood is um uh, it was like one of the only songs I had access to because it was like the only song on my very first flip phone um, okay. when I was like 12. It was my dad's old phone and it was like the ringtone on the phone was Right Type of Mood um, because it was on one of my dad's like gunship flying CDs um, from when he was in the Middle East of like sort of songs that go like ba 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 because the helicopter goes like that. So it kind of you have to play music that sounds the same as the helicopter you're trying to drown sure. out, I think. Sure. Um and so it was like that he had like a CD of like gunship flying music, wow. which also pretty fly for a white guy was on there, which I'm always like that is not good. Um, <laughs> that's not good. Um I think it was like the pun about the pack that they were flying, but it is like oh, you're in the Middle East and you are white. Um oh, yeah. um but yeah it's still like i think it's still my my ringtone for when my dad calls me and it's like it's very yeah from yeah that those are like from my introduction to music is like my dad i don't know that he tried not to introduce me to music but he didn't do a great job of it but those are the ones that have like slid through of like Yeah. yeah those are like yeah, from my parents' upbringing and from my dad's, like, youth or, like, before he had me. Sure. Um, those two songs, yeah. Okay. What were your thoughts? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think it... Yeah. Those two songs side by side, I think it makes sense that that wasn't a deliberate attempt to introduce you to a particular type of music. <laughs> nope. No, it was not. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I really like both. Um, uh, Dominion Road is, is, is epic. Um, that was a great song. And 
and he said about it's an actual road with um with an actual plaque on it now halfway down the actual road to, does it have a plaque yeah to commemorate i didn't know song. i um my friend ray o'leary was living not to dox him but he was living on dominion road right uh, he's another comic in new zealand um at one point and i posted him i think i posted him across stitch during the pandemic and i was like wait you live on actual dominion road and he was like yeah and i was like from the song and he was like yes from the song what's wrong with you i was like look i'm trying to get something i'm trying to get excited about something you know this is like the fourth lockdown we're in now get on board yeah absolutely um yeah and yeah right type of mood is an awful lot of fun um so you see what he said it's the ringtone so when your dad phones you do you does it start with it goes ba mr magoo i was gonna I say does blind, it start... but i can still see you because that's that's yeah. an insane lyric mr magoo oh it's crazy it's you crazy. may be blind but i can still see that's not how blindness works herbie what are you it's a threat it's an absolute threat it's like oh mr magoo you can't see me but i can see you and i'm coming yeah like what has mr magoo done all he does is get into like harmless pranks yeah well i guess like he probably has caused several car accidents but (laughs) (laughs) for the most part he's just you know yeah trying to live his life yeah i mean yeah it's it's the understanding of how vision works from like a toddler (laughs) playing peekaboo um, yeah that's true man. i never thought about it that way i always was just like i guess this guy wants to beat the shit out of cartoon <laughs> character mr magoo why also... another thing is like that's not even a reference i should understand right you know like yeah, that's yeah. an old fucking cartoon yeah. but i've never seen it i understand it because of this song referencing an obscure old cartoon yeah. Which is why no one else has ever heard this goddamn song before. I do yeah. sound like a crazy person describing it. <laughs> it is, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, is, came it is a, An unlabeled CD from a gunship <laughs> my dad flew. Like, what? That's not a real song. Yeah. I also love well, that he shouts... it is. Shouts, it's on Apple Music now. <laughs> yeah. He shouts, watch this, before his nursery rhyme verse, which is just... <laughs> I mean, that's bold. <laughs> to go watch this, like, Mary had a little lab. You're like... I always forget about the the nursery rhyme verse because I'm so used to hearing just the first bit of it as like right, a ringtone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I listened to the whole thing when I was doing this, and I was like, "This song is insane! Yeah. Like, who? Why? It's mad. <laughs> None of these lyrics mad. make any sense." <laughs> I think that's one of the few songs on there where it's like less about the lyrics, more about the vibes. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I think so. It's it's a it's a lot of fun though. Um, yeah, just going back to the the Mr. Magoo lyric, um, I. Uh, just a quick story. My um, so I was on a holiday recently with my with my uh brother and uh, my family and my brother and his family, and uh, my nephew who is five was um he's he was born deaf and he's uh since got cochlear implants and um mm. basically he can he can hear like any other boy his age but um he's still like you know it's something you need to be aware of when you're going through the airport it's special assistance all the rest of it yeah um. So anyway, we got on the we got on the plane, and uh, uh, a woman, uh, air hostess, who I'm just gonna say I think was probably fairly new to the job, came Fair up enough. to my brother and said, um, "I'm not gonna use his actual name, but I was like, um, hi, is, is is your name Brian?" And my brother's like, "No, that's my five year old son. I'm nearly thirty. Um, <laughs> and uh, she was like. Oh well, we saw on on this that um, the the uh, Brian is deaf, so 
just wondering if there's anything you need. My brother's like, no, honestly, no, he's 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 fine. He'll is getting settled in. And just, then she said, would it be helpful if um he got the uh, safety instructions in Braille? Hmm. And <laughs> my brother very sweetly, I think, just went, no, thank you. <laughs> no, that would in fact uh, not be helpful at all. Um, because this is a, a deaf boy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we have not thought to teach him braille. That would be crazy. That would be crazy if you had a deaf kid and you were like, first thing, teach him some braille. Like what? Not that I don't think it would be helpful. Yeah, but like, just another string to his bow. He's deaf. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. She's like, well, we've got two things. I've got to offer them. She's like, like when the waiter gives the the special, and it's like, I know I don't want the special, but I know you have to tell me the special. She's like, well, this is what we got. We got Braille, uh, and I have to tell you about it. He's like, no, we don't want Braille. No, thank you, no. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I think that's the only way. To, the only way to deal with it is just like, no, like you, you just, um, yeah. I I imagine she, that that go, will that well will that will click with her like three Haunt days her. later and she'll be like, oh no, that's braille. I oh. offered them braille. <laughs> <laughs> that lady's becoming a stand-up comedian. Got <laughs> <laughs> some trauma to process. What's wrong with me? <laughs> oh yeah. All right, song four is a song that makes you happy. So again, we got two here. So we've got Mambo Number no. Five by Lou Bega, and we've got Centerfold by the Jay Gales Band. Yeah, there's not really a story to either of those either. I'm just like, those songs... I had a joke in high school with a... Mamba number five is like the cure for depression. It's like, right. it, it's the most fun song. Like, yeah. you can't not dance. And Centerfold 2, where I'm like, this is so... I had it, I think I had it in my pre-show music last year. Where right. It was just like, it's so camp. Mm. Like, it's so, like, amazing. Like, it's like, it's so catchy and it's about a guy finding out that a girl he went to school with now is in Playboy. Like, yeah. that's the best. I love it. Like, it's, <laughs> they're just both, like, genuinely just so fun. And even I was saying to, um, I was staying with my friend Liv in Vancouver last year and we were talking about Mumbo Number no. 5. And I was like, honestly, it's further proof that um, mis- I don't care about misogyny as long as the song slaps hard <laughs> enough. And they were like, honestly, like, is it a misogynist song? Because... He's not even sleeping with the women. He's just saying that he likes them. Yeah. It's like, he's like, to me, flirting is just like a sport. It's almost like he's not even fucking him. He's just like, he really likes hanging out with beautiful women, which is like, right. yeah, I mean, so does everyone. Yeah, like, sure. it's honestly, it's honestly less gross than like a lot of other songs in a way. And also I'll excuse anything that has a brass section, to be honest. Sure. Um, and also I love... In within having a brass section, him just yelling trumpet, like <laughs> it's the best. It's the best to just be like a trumpet, and the yeah. trumpet's like, oh, my time to shine. Like <laughs> I love it. The trumpet, like I just, it's the best. It's the best. Not the name of the person playing the trumpet, no. just a trumpet. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I assume I think- you'd heard both of those before. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I probably agree with you about the um, the the misogyny side of things because even even like centerfold, the more I listened to it, the more I was like analyzing it, thinking like, is is this one of these sort of like 
red pill kind of men now on the internet this like you know like that slagging off only fans models you know like uh it's she... almost not though because he's almost like he's not mad at her for being in it he's mad that he should have asked her out sooner and yeah. this is his like reminder yeah. of like oh fuck i i had a real crush on her and i should have asked her out yeah like it's almost like he's not mad at how he's been reminded of her it's just that he has been reminded of her sure. and the way that's happened is because she's naked in a in a porn magazine. Yeah. Which is like and almost like the lyric at the end where he's like, um, hopefully someday I'll see you when your clothes are on. Yeah. Sure. Is like it's almost romantic to be like Yeah. Like, this is your job, but I wanna hang out. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, fair enough. Um I like I don't I don't disagree. I but yeah, when I was listening to it, I was um, I was thinking maybe, maybe it's not great. And then I was slightly thinking about it, and then it goes into na 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 na. I was like, I, I know. And then you forgot it. You're like, yeah. oh, this is too fun. Yeah, who? It's too fun. This, who cares? This is bad. Is this bad? Na 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 na. Okay, <laughs> na, na, na. I'm back on board. <laughs> I'm back on board. <laughs> yeah. Okay. God, that's 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 an interesting learn. Uh, interesting thing to learn about yourself. You just. Yeah. Yeah. Make it catchy. I'll excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not like the guy's actually done anything. Like it's like it's like when someone has done something in real life and you can see it in their art. Right. Their art is kind of like, wow, well, yes. he was kind of a dick this whole time. Yes. But this, it's like he might just be a fun guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah, absolutely. He just likes a trumpet. Yeah. You know. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. The trumpet. Um, a trumpet. <laughs> All right, so song five is the song that makes you sad. So again, we've got two here. So you've got Hiding Tonight by Alex Turner and I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Witt. Yeah, I guess those are... Pre- I Can't Make You Love Me is pretty self-explanatory of like... Sure. That's a fucking sad song. Yeah. And it's so like... I think there's so something so inherently like attached to womanhood of this like... This, this, the way that the world wants to like consume us and be, and wants us to be a certain way and look a certain way. And there's always all these rules for women that don't apply to men. And it's like almost, it's sad in terms of this specific relationship, but it's also sad in terms of like, I did all the right things and you don't like me still. Like, right. I did all the things that everyone tells you you're supposed to do and you can use it. Like, I almost think about like jobs and like my industry and stuff when I listen to it. Or I'm like, or like audiences, or like not even romantic stuff where it's just like, ah, oh, I can't make you like me. Like no matter what, I all I can do is do my shit the best, right? And it doesn't matter because yeah. you still don't want me and you still don't like. Like you know, it's it's such a sad song. And like I um when I was in school, a girl who had I was a classical singer in school. And a girl in my grade who had a different singing teacher who was a bit more modern would this was her song like for right. her senior um assessment and for her like competitions and like this was her song and she would sing it and I would listen to her sing it and I'd be like this is so sad because mm. we're like 15 and this is like a big song yeah. this is a grown woman's song yeah and it's almost like I hate that someone hasn't given you a, a a song that you can connect with better. Like right. this, like I like, and she sung it beautifully. She always sung it beautifully, but I was always like, 
I don't want to hear it from a 15-year-old, like, right. you know? And I'm also 15, and I still think this is a beautiful and sad song, but I'm like, I want, you know, this is like a big song. It's too big for us, almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Hiding Tonight is like, it's from the submarine um, soundtrack, which is like all Alex Turner did all the songs from the submarine soundtrack, and I listened to all of them mm. a lot. And it's very, like... It's sad. It's sad in the way that I found that movie sad, mm. where it's like I'm autistic, and it's like the thing of like tomorrow I'll be better. Tomorrow I, you know, tomorrow I'll um, I'll be charming. Tomorrow I'll I'll I won't fuck up. Um, but I'm quite okay hiding tonight. Is like so relatable to just be like I'm trying so hard, and I want you. To, I want to be normal. And I want to blend in, and I want this but it's not working and why isn't it working and and i have to like disappear so that i can like try again um and that's what that whole movie is about is that 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 poor little boy just like struggling and it's such a fun like it's such a funny movie it's richard iowati like it's it's very good but it's like the parts that i remember watching it when i was like 14 15 being like yeah that that thing of like why isn't it working why can't i connect with you why don't you want me to be your friend like that feeling is so like real in that song um in the part i love i don't know if you've seen the movie it's um submarine the part where his he comes home with a black eye and his mom is like is it self-harm and he's like why would i punch myself in the (laughs) face is like so it's like one of my it's like one of my favorite movie lines of all time because i was also a self-harmer as a teenager and i'm like right it is like a thing where like you people know that you cut yourself so any other kind of injury people are like wait did you and i'm like no i <laughs> fell down like why would i graze my knee on purpose like what would be the point of that it's sure. harder to do like this is i'm not trying to self-harm more sneakily i'm too depressed i'm doing it in front of you like I it doesn't matter at this point i'm not trying to hide it yeah this is just a genuine accident yeah um but yeah, those. I guess that's kind of quite a theme in both of those songs of that like wanting to be wanted thing yeah, is sure. like the the backbone of everything. I found sad. I guess yeah. of like I that feeling. Yeah, of like I want I want you to like me and I can't fix it. Like yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, um, I had in tonight. I think. Um, yeah struck a chord for sure um mm. so like i i suffered with depression when i was at university um yeah and it was never it was obviously there's there's levels to it so it was never like you know uh in danger but i was having a shit time. congrats <laughs> thanks yeah but I was, having, yeah. I was having a bad time congrats man <laughs> yeah yeah uh Been there. So not, not not to brag but um uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i think that i i know I'd, I'd actually not heard that feeling described in such a way before of mm. of lying in bed thinking like tomorrow i'm gonna get my act together tomorrow everything's gonna be fine tomorrow I'll go to class, I'll talk to people, I'll be happy, I'll do exercise, I'll eat well. Not today. 
no. And yeah, it's it is. Yes, yeah, it's. it's I, I I I don't actually think that I had really thought about how that feels until I heard this song. Really, um, it's it's a there's 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 lots of different levels to um to that that I've not really processed. I haven't gone to therapy. Uh, I'm a man. Um, also, congrats, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely not a brag. Um, no. <laughs> No, I mean, like I've not. You know, you're one of few. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but you should go to. You should probably <clears throat> go there. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that feeling is, um, yeah, it's devastating, and it's yeah, it's, it's it, it was. Hard I think to it's such to, think. a good example of like the quietness of depression in yeah. a way that like other songs about sadness are dark and like almost selfish in this sense of like I am a bad person and I'm going to end it all and this feels like the end of the world type of stuff sure. whereas um this one it's almost it's sort of it's more of the day to day of like this is the feeling all of the time mm-hmm. um but you still have to be a person tomorrow like yeah. <laughs> you still have to try tomorrow yeah. is like is almost a is a more it's you feel it. It's like that itchy, like ness of like I remember being that depressed and still having to get up yeah. and go to school and act like I wasn't. Yeah, and like that is that feeling. I think is what's it's almost more heartbreaking about it. Where it's like a song where it's like an Amy Winehouse song or something where it's like, oh yeah, like she was she was not long for the world. You know, yeah, is yeah. different than like sometimes you just feel like this every day yeah. and you have to keep doing all the things like yeah. that's almost yeah i think that is a more specific feeling that would make sense if this was the first time you felt you'd heard that kind of stuff in 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 a song yeah um yeah yeah absolutely okay um all right song six is a song to relax too so you went for rhiannon by fleetwood mac yeah, there's not really a story to that. It's just a nice song. <laughs> sure. Okay. Like, I put it in there and I was like, it's almost like I tried to pick something else because I was like, yeah. I, I don't really relax to music often, but like that, even that song just coming up in a TV show or like in the background on like a road trip scene where you're like, yeah, this is the feeling. Yeah. yeah of just like lying down and letting it wash over you is Rhiannon. Yeah. By Fleetwood Mac. They're, they're geniuses for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have a huge amount of that. I, it would be crazy if you were like, actually, I hate that song. No. Who hates that song? No. <laughs> There's um, no discussion to be had. It's a good song. <laughs> uh, I will say that. Uh, so, Redown, um was on the show. Oh yeah, love Redown. A while back, I uh, and um, her her full name is Rhiannon. Um, mm. but we were talking about oh, the yeah, song. Oh yeah, of course. I. Uh, my wife's name is Rihanna, and oh, nice. she was actually named after this song, um, but they changed it slightly. Um, but uh, Rhi was telling me that at her wedding, um, her dad read this song out as like part of his speech. <laughs> but I'm not going to do the accent. But he, she said she did, he did it in a really like Australian dad kind of way, like really kind of deadpan. But the yeah. um, the, the line uh, and who would love to love her. He stopped and went, 
James, that's you, mate, I suppose. <laughs> I can't talk. And I can't listen to this song without thinking about Ray Darling's And who would dad. love to love her? Yeah. You! Yeah, go on. All right, you, it's mate. Also like, yeah. you, you're her dad. <laughs> yeah, really casually, just... Ah, roll filled. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're at this wedding. <laughs> yeah. The whole day is about how who loves to love her. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I suppose. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's great. I um, suppose. But yeah, it's beautiful song. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, fine. Song seven is the song from your preteen years. So you went for Broken Leg by Blue Juice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just like couldn't escape that song when I was like 11 or 12. It right. came out, it must have been in year six. Um, and it it's so catchy. Like. Yeah. I don't like it that much. <laughs> okay. But it's so fucking catchy, you know? Yeah. And um, I went, I can't remember. I think it must be my first Scout Jamboree because I went to two, um, which I went um, and they have like a big stage and they play music for like openings and like at night and stuff. They have like big acts come. I've seen Jessica Malboy like three times, none of which on purpose. I've never gone to Jessica Malboy being like, can't wait to see Jessica Malboy. She always just shows up places that I am. And I'm like, oh, she's back. <laughs> Jessica Malboy's back. I'm hearing this song again. That song about how in, I need a doctor because this is starting to burn. And I'm like, that's about chlamydia. That song is about chlamydia 100%. Again, it's like the thing where they've, di- they've dived too deep into the metaphor and now it's like, yeah. Well, that song's about an STD now. Like, it's not... <laughs> you fucked up. You've gone to... Like, it's not It's not romantic. It's, it's You need to get tested. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Blue Juice played at, like, opening ceremony in my first jamboree, which is also where I saw Cub Sport, because they used to be called Cub Scouts, and I imagine that's how they got the gig. They're called Cub Sport now. Right, okay. um, and they're also, like, really excellent and from Brisbane, and I love them as well. Um, so, I like, a weird amount of, like, my early teen music exposure was... <laughs> At Scouts, right. or like okay. walking past the Toowoomba Carnival of Flowers stages and stuff, um, and they played this song because it was like, I think it was like number one at the time, um, and it, it was weird. Like they would like, they, I don't think they knew what concert they were at. Okay. Like they were playing it like they were at just like a regular concert. They like pulled a kid up on stage and like, kind of like, she like he like took his shirt off and it's like, ah, um, we're all under fifteen. <laughs> Can someone? I don't think he knows where he is. He's committing a crime. Oh, um, God. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that, that song just, like, sticks with, it played, like, all the social, all the school socials. Right. And then, I, yeah, and then I saw it at that, <laughs> that jamboree. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thoughts on Broken Leg? <laughs> I really like it. It's really catchy. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, it's so catchy. It's really catchy. Um, yeah. I... I've had another Blue Juice song on the on the show before, which was Vitriol. I didn't know there was another Blue Juice song. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got a oh, song called crazy. Vitriol. Okay. Um, yeah. Which I really like. Uh, it was... Okay. Annie Lumsden had it, and it was... I think it was her song that motivates her. Um, oh, great. Because it's basically like... it. Give it a little bit of Vitriol is like the, the refrain of the song, and it's basically like... You know, that kind Vengeful. of... Vengeful. Yeah, that kind of like... you know, um. Sometimes it's working out. Sometimes it's just like focusing on something, but like there has to be an antagonist. You know what I mean? Like it's like, like a mm. fuck you to someone. Don't know who yes. it is, but like someone's gonna get it, and that's how I motivate myself. I'm just making someone up in my head, and that's that's who I hate <laughs> now. Um, so I really like that. Um, 
yeah, this is really catchy. I, 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 I think I agree with you. I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a good song. Um, nope. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's fun. I think it is also kind of representative of some stuff where it's like, I'm walking around on a broken leg and I'm in love with this girl yeah. and like everything's gone to shit all at once, Yeah, which I think I related to not so much then, but later in my teen years where I fucking broke this elbow for the second time. I had this, I had two casts and a wrist brace, like, and I was like, and I'm depressed <laughs> and no one likes me and everything's gone. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I get it. The yeah. broken leg and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's a, you know, a mountain of things. Yeah. It did. It did annoy me though. Cause I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's an enunciation thing or if they're deliberately singing, walking around on broken leg. Not on a, yes on, a broken leg. Yeah, I think I always put the a in on my own accord because on broken leg. Yeah, I mean you. you it's almost quite Londony. Like yeah. it's a weird choice. Yeah. for an Australian band. Yeah, it's not not how language works, and I, I a don't... specific kind of British person will say like I'm gonna go toilet like that kind of area of like you've missed. You've what, missed what specific kind of British preposition? I don't know, but I've met them and. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm like, is this an accent thing? Or you're a weird, or you, uh, you know, I don't know what's normal. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's similar to that thing of like, you've, you, you left off a preposition. This is no longer a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, all right. We'll move on. Song eight is a cover. Uh, so again, we've got two here. So we've got Heart at Races. It's the Dr. Dog version. By Dr. Dog. And uh, mm-hmm. Coca-Cola by sasquatch well so heart it races was almost my song i fell in love with him at once because okay. i've never heard the original version okay. i've only heard the dr dog cover and i adore it right um i think i know it I, a surprising amount of my favorite songs um i've i have learned about from books um right. okay. this one was in a book I can't even remember what it was called. I remember it had a hot pink cover, but it was about one of the... She was a young staffer during Obama's administration. Right. And she was talking about, like, she was having an affair with an older man in the in the administration, and it was, like, a whole thing. But she was talking about how this was her favorite song. And she just mentions it in the book, and I was like, oh, I want to listen to it too. Mm-hmm. I think she must have let, mis- listed some of the lyrics. Or she talks about... um, uh, What's the song? Or it's, like, all the... Um, all the girls walk by dressed up for each other um, and the boys do the boogie woogie on the corner I can't remember the song it's like an old um, it's an old song I mean probably not old enough that people would like me calling it old um, <laughs> older than me it's older than me <laughs> um, but she mentioned the lyrics to that and then she mentioned the lyrics to the Heart at Races and I was like oh, I want to hear that mm. um, and I just i loved it from the second i heard it i was like this is like one of my favorite songs of all time right. i've never heard the original version i just love this cover okay. um and like i did this recently with like a neil gaiman short story where he's talking about the song i knew the bride when she used to rock and roll right um and she it's just like this through line of this story um until i was like oh, i want to hear this song and i started listening to it and i was like oh this is one of my favorite songs of all time. I love this song so much. And it's just like, I would never have heard of it if it weren't for the fact that Neil Gaiman referenced it in a short story where you weren't even supposed to listen to it. Like, um, so a surprising amount of stuff has come from 
from that and that's why I, yeah I just I love I love that Heart of Traces cover and Coca-Cola by Sasquatch is like um I think Sasquatch were the first band I ever saw live they oh, okay. um they came to Toowoomba and did this like gig behind like a youth center in like a sand pit uh-huh. um and they just went fucking hard like they did not have to go as hard as they did they were in a sand pit and they have like eight brass instruments just like wandering around the place because they couldn't all fit on the stage and it was just like awesome and i again didn't realize that coca-cola wasn't their song right um until i tried to look it up and they were like you mean the little red song and i was like no where is the brass section (laughs) (laughs) i want the brass yeah um so yeah yeah both i mean no no disrespect to the little red version but um Sasquatch version. This one's better, right? Much better. Yeah. So good. Much yeah. Better. It's so much more They're fun. They're so good. It's great. Um I Can you can you do me a favor? Can you look up just just so I can get your reaction to it? Can you look up Heart at Races yeah. by Architecture in Helsinki? Okay. Um Heart It Races. Cuz whatever you're expecting, it's not that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, yeah, no. Okay, so I hate that. Um, <laughs> which is a shame because the lyrics are so wonderful. Yeah. Why are they beating on tin cans? Uh, honestly, and the 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 vocal style in that in that version of the song is so strange i got to hard at races and you go hard at races and i just no no i'm out. no yeah no mm. no the dr dog version is, is, like, is like perfect yeah it's 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 a lovely song and sometimes i think sometimes i think when you hear the cover first and then you listen to the original i think that sometimes colors people's opinions a little bit they're like oh it's totally you know, does yeah like i oh no this isn't as good i prefer the cover um sometimes the cover is good and the original is not good and um yeah i think probably if i had heard the original and someone had said you should listen to the cover i would have been like no because i hate that song <laughs> no. like whereas this is like yeah. i only listen to the i only i read the lyrics lit, written down and was like oh i want to listen to that yeah. like that's i think almost the benefit <laughs> of learning about songs through books yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah if, if someone yeah if you had the original someone was like there's a cover this like, there's nothing in that song for me this is not salvageable in any way um, no <laughs> um all right perfect so song nine is a song you would sing at karaoke so you went for islands in the stream by dolly parton and kenny rogers i'll be honest i just don't think i should sing karaoke okay. it's not that i can't sing <laughs> Okay. I can sing. I was a singer. I just, I don't like the idea of like singing publicly. Right. But not public. Like it's almost, it's not a performance. It's kind of for the other people. But then it's like, it's almost like you're bombing in real time and like for your friends. Like I, I'm like, this sounds awful. It sounds so awful. I like, yeah. and at least I can't remember Tim Bat. I can't remember what song he told me, but he was like, my karaoke song is this song because it's a minute and 15 seconds long and i was like perfect that is a perfect length yes because people don't remember how long songs are until you're up there and it's so long and you just have to keep going you can't bail you've chosen this it's just horrific i went to to karaoke with like 
some comedians I, I i was not invited i got like brought along and i was like ah hello and i was like oh, now i'm in the room and everyone was fine but i was like so like i shouldn't be here and everyone was like you gonna sing and i was like no oh certainly not <laughs> i not only like is this like this weird environment where i might just bomb to a bunch of like usually it's like at least your friends but these are people that i like I don't know that well and uh, right. like it's successful in my industry. And I was like, no, I'm too stoned, which I was pretty stoned, but I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I, I can't. Um, but Islands in the Stream is like, it's really, it's a very good song. It's yeah. very fun and it's a duet. So right. at least there's like an, another person up there with you, or it is pretty funny to sing a duet by yourself. Um, at least it's either like you're in a team or you you have a bit. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which I think is the benefit of this song. Yeah. And also, it's just it's excellent. Like, yeah. who, who doesn't like who doesn't like Dolly Parton? You're crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think the atmosphere in karaoke is like a big, big factor in whether or not I would enjoy mm-hmm. it or not. I think like I've been to karaoke evenings where it's like at the end of a work do, and no, 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 thank you. I'm not being vulnerable with you people in conversation, let alone on stage. <laughs> um, and then you don't know me. Yeah, exactly. I think the 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 karaoke like booth, like a room, a private room with like people you know. I think I'm more on board with that because everyone's sort of on the same page. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, if it's just, just in a pub. Yeah. I used to work in a pub where they would do karaoke on Wednesday nights, and I right. would just be there, right. just behind the bar, just watching everything. Yeah, like, sure. Is this not hell? Is this not hell on earth? <laughs> Tell her for me, and I just have to work here. I'm not allowed to leave. <laughs> yeah, my wife yeah. was at a, a drag queen karaoke night uh, recently, and that, she, she said that was the most fun ever because everyone was just oh yeah, like, that does sound fun. Very supportive, very fun. Everyone's like singing along, so you're almost like you're almost just like picking a song when you go on stage. You're not necessarily like people aren't listening to you to see how oh, you sing. Watch you. People yeah. are just like singing I also think there time. are some karaoke environments where it's like you've got a hostile crowd almost. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like I think too many environments where it's like oh the karaoke will be fun but then it's like if people have come in a big group and they all want their friends to sing and you're like part of a smaller group. Yeah. It's like this crowd hates you. They yeah. want you to fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. like that's bad like even in comedy crowds don't usually want you to fail like sometimes they do but like in north queensland mostly but um for the most part like crowds are like we want you to be good at comedy so that we have a good night like it's the karaoke thing is like it's almost its own environment so its own (laughs) ecosystem yeah absolutely the the other thing that people forget when you said people forget how long songs are i think people forget about instrumental breaks as well oh i know what do you do you don't you don't have a routine you yeah. don't have moves i know like what do you do in the break i don't know terrifying <laughs> i don't know you just stand there and wait and again if you have if you're a duet you can do some like you know swaying yeah or something yeah, yeah at least yeah. there's two of you yeah this or is at a least lot just of like my look choices. at the other just person like, so you don't have to look at whatever there's else power in numbers yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. we're doing this together <laughs> don't look away from me <laughs> don't give up <laughs> yeah uh, all right, song ten is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you went for "It's Nice to Be Alive" by Ballpark Music. Yeah, which I think I mentioned them earlier. They're my yes. favorite band. They are from Brisbane. I think one of them might be from Toowoomba, but they would come to Toowoomba um, for the Toowoomba Carnival of Flowers, and that was like when I was a teenager. It was like kind of part most exciting part of the year because you can like 
there's like stuff on and like you can go down and watch the bands and like mm. there's like rides and stuff and like all your friends are like just sort of allowed to wander around the park at night because everyone's parents are also in the park at night like so right, you're sure. not really that far from from safety but you're sort yeah. of allowed you feel a little bit more like hoodlummy um sure. and they played yeah i can't remember what year they played but i didn't have a ticket and i like sat outside of the like the 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 stage setupy thing and sort of like overheard, right. um, and I think it must have been a few years. I think they'd only had this album or their ne- they might have had two albums at this point, uh-huh. but it might have just been the first one actually. Um, and yeah, it, like this whole that whole album um, is it? Yes, happiness and surrounding suburbs. Um, yeah, which it must be. The, I think it must have come out. Before or after Museum? It was before. Um, so, yeah, it was their first album, and it was, like, that, again, it was, like, that was the first time I've ever listened to an entire album and been, like, I like every song on this thing. Right. Like, I think all of this is so good. Um, and, yeah, it just really reminds me of being, like, yeah, 15 in a park in my hometown. Like, it's yeah. very Queensland um, adolescent um, stuff. Right, that, okay. That Excellent. They're back, they're first two albums is all reminds me very much of being an adolescent in Queensland. Um, okay. And I just think they're excellent lyricists, especially like mm. they're just like the, the lyrics are mostly what I'm hanging out for and they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice to be alive is so like, it reminds me of just like screaming it at my like friends yeah. and I as a teenager, just being like, I love you. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I fly, which is I fucking love you. Yeah. Like, um, it was very like words. There's a lot of words that I could give to feelings I had about platonic relationships right. that I don't think I would have had without those songs. Yeah. Um, at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Amazing. It's like my favorite album ever. <laughs> yeah. So this is still like this is still music that you like really connect with. Like yeah, is, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Amazing. I th- I love the um, Pudding Head as well. I love. Uh, Happiness and Surrounding Suburbs and Putting Head are both like two of my favorite albums of all time. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. They're very good. I'm seeing them on Saturday. <laughs> it's Amazing. exciting. And, and I think it's the only band I've seen more than once. I uh, think I've seen them like four times now. Apart from your woman from Scouts. Apart from yeah, Jessica Malboy, who Jessica. I cannot escape. <laughs> I watched a, a VHS tape of her, and now and now she follows me around. <laughs> Oh, um, I, I, I love this song. Um, Had you heard it before? No, no. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, like this, this is, this is probably a band that I would um, look to get into. Oh man, if you like Frightened Rabbit, you'll love this, truly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a bit more upbeat, but it's similar. (laughs) Right, sure. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I, I love a good lyric. Um, But yeah, I think there's. I, I'm I'm drawn to like different kinds of lyrics. I think like, um, you have the the more sort of complex or poetic language. Like I think Alex Turner is a good example. I think Frank Rabbit are a good example. And then you have this more sort of like very just saying something that's universal in a very simple way that hasn't like that 
it's not really been said quite in that way before like wearing nothing i think was a good example of that and i think this is totally good example. it's like it's been that has been said a thousand times but no one's ever said it like yeah that yeah and like, like it's oh, nice yeah. to be alive. that's what i mean such a, like a like a just a simple concept but like i, I think i think it's maybe I, th- I think maybe other artists might have think maybe think it's too simple to put in a song but it works so well and even the line like don't stress that's dumb like that's, that's so nice it's, don't stress that's dumb yeah. kiss me it's nice to be alive yeah. you're right it is like very simplistic i think it's indicative of like how and, and paul kelly too is like how how much australian po australian music even though it might be loath to admit it is like been influenced by like bush poetry right. and like our first you know stuff that was inherently australian uh-huh. um was like this kind of element of like kind of a little bit tongue-in-cheek funny right like this is how the world is and this is how i'm describing what's around me yeah um and i'm a little cynical about it but it's all very beautiful like that kind of stuff i think is really fun to see influences of i think you're right yeah it's nice to be alive is like is you can see that like um i come from a sunburnt nation like yeah element of like look around you everything's okay (laughs) like yeah like it's bad everything's bad but it is okay like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and i was a very very depressed teenager and that song was like yeah it is nice to be alive you're right yeah like i I didn't get convinced for a few years but it was like good to have in the back pocket (laughs) yeah like yeah (laughs) i was fully convinced i was gonna kill myself but i was still like might as well make take advantage of this while i've got it (laughs) you're gonna be dead um yeah right it's a very good album okay um yeah it's, it's, for sure it's one that i'll check out because i yeah i really, oh, yeah. really love that song Get in. um all right cool song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person uh so another two so you've got greek tragedy by the wombats and if you're still in i'm in by the east pointers they actually both remind me of the same person um, in a sort of way. The, uh, my friend James, who uh, went to a different school, we were in the same grade, but we went to the same school, um, and he was very into music. He's still very into music. He made me realize that I don't really enjoy concerts in the way that other people enjoy concerts, but I loved watching him love music. Okay. Like, he would take me to stuff, and I would be like, this doesn't even matter like what it is like I just love how much you love this Um, and he's a music journalist now and he's a musician and um, he he was always like one of my few friends in school like in my fucking horrible small hometown where, where we were both like we're getting out of here and we're and we're doing it and we're gonna keep doing this like I'm we're both gonna be artists like uh-huh he it was very like there's no option of not doing this like this is who we are and this is what we're gonna do like there's no let's be lawyers or doctors like that's not both of our schools were basically like they made us perform all the time and then they'd be like but be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer (laughs) you're a failure and it's like well what was the point of all that yeah like all it's done is prove how much i love performing and you're telling me that i shouldn't yeah so it and he um my last year of school 
um, we went to Splendor in the Grass when I was 17. Mm -hmm. And he, my mum, this is indicative of how depressed I was. My mum, like, stayed home from work and, like, got on the website and, like, bought me a ticket. Because she was like, oh, someone's invited her to go somewhere. I'm fucking, (laughs) like, I'm doing this. Like, she can skip whatever she needs to skip. Like, she let me get in a car with, like, two teenage boys and we drove to Byron. And we stayed in his, like, um uncle's like fucking warehouse like not a house like a warehouse right. like on the floor um and it that's the greek tragedy and then the wombats were headlining that year um and that that album had just come out and so right. they were playing the album on the way there and on the way back and the new oh no it wasn't the new it was the jamie t album okay before the it was like the one that was successful, the Jamie T album that was really sure. good. Um, they were playing both of those, and like on the and it remind it made me realize that I didn't know that I had been as depressed as I was because I was in the backseat of this car and they were playing that song, they were playing that album, the Greek tragedy, and I was like, I feel so happy, right. and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that I hadn't been happy in so long. Like this is like, yeah oh, I'm so happy, like, in this car that's going to break down. And we accidentally went backwards and ended up in New South Wales. And we were like, God, (laughs) we've got to get home. We've got to get home. We've got to do our, like, whatever we had to do, like, our QCS practice or I had a French tutor or something. Like, we had to go. We had to go back home. It was, like, that feeling of, like, them and, like, the feeling of, like, watching them like music was so, like, cool to watch. And that feeling of realizing that I was happy and not and realizing that I hadn't felt like that in such a long time. Mm. And the same with If You're Still In, I'm In. Um, the East Pointers, they played the Woodford 2019-2020, um, which is the year that I was performing. And they're this amazing um, folk band from Prince Edward Island, which is, like, um, off Halifax, uh, off Nova Scotia. And they were these they have this incredible fiddle player and the lyrics of it the i i did a cross stitch of it but i gave it to someone else it says um it's good you're scared it means you care and that like hit me in the chest of like i want to do this and i'm really scared of of doing it but i'm here and i'm being booked and i'm being paid to perform and like it's good you're scared it means you care about this and it was the same feeling of like the if you're still in i'm in thing of me like and james being like we're both still doing this. We're yeah. both we're both still going to be performers. Like we we've, we've chosen a path, and if you're still in, I'm still in. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think? I, <laughs> had you heard the Wombats one before? I imagine you had. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm genuinely just taking stock of that because that was um, that was really beautiful. I really like that. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're still in, I'm in. I hadn't heard before really again really loved it um i yeah i just i i i'm a bit uh <laughs> a bit like lou vega when i hear something i'm like oh fiddle um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what this could use yeah. a trumpet <laughs> i wonder if he's just like you know like when you're in a car and you see a horse and everyone's like horse oh yeah yeah horse it's like trumpet yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just like I'm like that when I hear like well, a fiddle. Um, I yeah, yeah I I, just, I thought it was really beautiful and yeah, really nice sentiment. I, I really really liked it. Great tragedy. Um, I I have, I have this weird relationship with the wombats on my head where I think if I like if I look at it objectively and in like stats and facts and figures, the wombats are probably one of my all time favorite bands. 
I I think you yeah I same. listen to them constantly <laughs> but I there's some kind of disconnect where I like I I feel like I can't say that I love the Wombats and they're one of my favorite bands I don't know what it is about them that there's this slight like reluctance there um I think Jen, it may may go back to you know my teenage years and like having my head so far up my ass because mm. uh I didn't really like the Wombats because I they came out at a time where there was a lot of this sort of like landfill indie and mm. I think they released like two or three singles and let's be honest like the first album a lot of those songs sounded very similar so the singles yeah. were like it was like okay we get it the Wombats this is this is what you do um but like they, they've they've evolved their sound in a way that I really really love and they're also like like really good lyricists and like uh mm. i think describe that sort of um like sex drugs and rock and roll kind of lifestyle in a way that i i really like it's like it's not glamorizing it uh glamorizing it but it's like it's it sort of focuses on the more like destructive nature of it and talking about a relationship as a greek tragedy i think is like a a, a really good sentiment as well so i know it's so like clever and it's like and again it's like surely this has been done like surely yeah, yeah. a lot of people have described because like these are some of the touchstones of like western culture is like yeah. greek tragedy and like shakespeare and like there's just so much stuff where it's like everybody pulls from that because it's like it's 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 everything that's they covered it like yeah. <laughs> you have to pull from that stuff because it was covered yeah. um but it is so like it's still it's so unique and interesting because it is like you'd think everyone would have already made this analogy but they kind of haven't yeah and you really have yeah and it's cool yeah. like <laughs> yeah it's really good um but yeah no i i i, I love i love the reason behind the um behind the songs there because like i there's definitely something about that time in your life like i i loved going to live music when i was a when i was a teenager and the like the freedom of getting in someone's car when it's not your parents and like go in somewhere oh, I, uh, and just go we went across state lines yeah. like <laughs> we went on a trip like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we missed and we missed like musical rehearsals or whatever it was that felt so important at the time that was like right. oh we're skiving like it was <laughs> yeah yeah big time. like somehow even my time on the weekend didn't feel like it was my own time <laughs> until it was like we're just getting in a car. We're going to New South Wales. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We were gone one night, and I was like, "I'm a new woman." <laughs> yeah. And my mum talks about it now. She's like, "I must have been insane. Why did I let you do that? Why did I buy you that ticket?" And I'm like, "Mum, you were keeping me alive. Is what you were doing." <laughs> yeah. Oh, She's like, "Whatever it takes." Like, yeah. It's <laughs> just amazing. Yeah. Um, alright song 12 is a song that motivates you so your song is I Want to Get Better by the Bleachers oh yeah that's another 16, 17 song of like fuck like I am fucked in the head I need to do something <laughs> sure um, it's, the, it's the same like I think that's another one of my like most listened to songs ever yeah of that feeling of like I am at the whims of my own mental illness mm. and i want to be in control of it right and the like i want um i didn't know that i was lonely till i saw your face i didn't know that i was broken till i wanted to change is like that those lyrics are just like so yeah you're right yeah <laughs> again i think it's a, a weird theme in my list of like 
feelings of like everyone has written about this but no one's ever written it so like simplistically of like yeah 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 i i want to get better like this is fucked up i i want this to not be happening anymore and i have to do something about it yeah um yeah i think i think the line um i didn't know i was lonely until i saw your face i think that that is a sentiment that i've heard quite a lot in pop music like that sort of mm. i didn't know i was starving until i tasted you i think carly ray jepson is one as well um yeah i I, th- I think that's been done but to get to the line i didn't know i was broken till i wanted to change like, it's almost like a parody of it of like everyone said this shit but like yeah. everyone said the that bit and now i'm gonna say the second bit which is not even about another person this yeah. is no this is not a romantic song this is not a love song yeah. this is like i i had to say the love song bit to trick you and now <laughs> yeah. this is my point yeah. this is my point um as i didn't know i was broke until i wanted to change is yeah hit me like a ton of because you don't you don't you really fucking <laughs> you don't. don't yeah and i think also the the loneliness thing was so like in again it wasn't romantic it was like the way i would look at other people's friendship and like burn for that like platonic love i was like i want someone else to give a shit that i'm not there (laughs) like i want someone to go to a party and be like where's grace like like that element of like that feeling was not even about the romance necessarily but i was like that's the same feeling of like i need to do something about the rest of this right so that you know i can understand why the you know and some of it was autism, to be honest. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's very good lyrics. The, the yeah. Like, I put a bullet where I should have put a helmet and I crash my car because I want to get carried away. Yeah. Um, and now I'm standing on the overpass screaming at myself, hey, I want to get better. Yeah. Is like, yeah, I've been on that overpass. I've not actually been on an overpass, but I have been <laughs> yeah, <laughs> screaming sure. at myself. Like, yeah. fix this, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, my, it, yeah. It's, it's it's such a good line and like it it stuck with me I, honestly it stuck with me so much that um that particular line um yeah and there's a real there's a real catharsis in the chorus and that I want to get better like um especially and that like, guitar solo is like yeah oh, it's like pull reaches deep in you that yeah. guitar solo somehow <laughs> yeah. and I'm like I'm not usually that attached to the the music like I, yeah. I like the music but usually i'm all about the lyrics but that like the way that guitar gets played is like yeah oh it's in you it's yeah. in your chest yeah. you know and the um the 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 chorus that comes in after the 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 line that you mentioned um just the the there's a there's a real like there's a very definite emotion in in his voice like you sort mm. of like you can feel it getting more like urgent and oh yeah it just it, it yeah. really like this is like you have to pick, you have to choose if you're gonna fix this or if you're gonna jump off a bridge like yeah. <laughs> that's the i think that's the thing of like the standing on the overpass thing is like yeah. you have to get better or you have to jump yeah um is like yeah very relatable yeah. and the, i almost i love the way it becomes quite choral at the end of like lots of voices yeah singing yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i don't even know if it is multiple voices or if it's just multiple layers of him singing uh-huh. 
Um, but it feels like a team effort at the end there in a yeah, way yeah. that is quite like adds to that urgency of like, we, you know, we all have to fix this ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of motivating you then, is this a, is this a song that like focuses you on your mental health then or what's the, I guess so. I guess it's not so much motivating me in terms of like, you should get some writing done. It's like, <laughs> yeah. cause when I do do that, I like listen to like, um, tavern background noise or like nerd shit where it's like what if you're sitting in a pub in the olden times and you're (laughs) there's like fairies you know like that there's like weird soundscapes on youtubes of like uh, or like we're in a carriage and we're trotting across the country like that (laughs) stuff is more motivating okay it's like yeah i gotta write this book before i get to wherever i'm going in this carriage um (laughs) but um the song i guess it's more it's it kind of is like it it gets brought out when i'm like you need uh, like a smack across the face of like you're you're not doing your the you're not doing the things to look after yourself you're not right. you're canceling your psych appointments you're not doing your methods you're not seeing people you're not like this it's kind of motivational in the terms of like yeah again it's like you're gonna fix this or you're gonna jump like yeah. <laughs> so i guess it's more that yeah. than it is like actual workplace motivation no no that's and uh, like that, uh, that's that's perfect because i when i when i came up with the category i mean, honestly i i thought this was going to be like just uh gym bangers but like we're talking you know i think yours is going to be episode 60 that would have got very very boring um so yeah yeah I, if we just heard like we we are champions like eight times <laughs> just the rocky soundtrack over and over again yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. but no Running i up those I, stairs yeah um so I, I i love those kinds of takes on it and i've had a, like a few people who um uh who have talked about like mental health or um like bipolar and, and, and different things like the the factor into like motivating that's different to you know uh doing a big run or lifting something heavy yeah uh so i, I really do like that and um it's it, it's really important um to have it as well to have something that you can like something to ground you in that and to remind you um hey here are all the things that you could be doing to improve uh and yeah uh and it's important that you do that yeah yeah you actually have to do them yeah, or yeah. like <laughs> you know it's gonna get worse yeah so someone's tweet the other day that was like bleachers did not understand how feral they were gonna make me go at 16 when they dropped <laughs> i want to get better and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they did yeah 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 a bunch of feral 16 year olds being like Okay, I gotta pull my fucking shit together. <laughs> All right, I guess I can't kill myself before I'm twenty. I guess I have to fucking tell somebody. <laughs> Fuck. That's always when I'm at my like most suicidal, and someone is like, like I was in Edinburgh last year, and I saw Cassie Workman's show, uh-huh. and I was like quite, quite depressed, quite suicidal at the time. I was like doing really badly, and. I went to see her show and it was like, I sat down and I was like, they were just like, oh, Cassie needs more people in the room because um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is coming to watch the show. And I was like, oh, I can be bodies in the room. And I got there and I was like, we were in the round in a Uh church. And I was like, wait, is this comedy? And (laughs) Michelle Brazier was like, no. And I was like, oh, uh, what's going to happen here? I have only ever seen Cassie do stand up. And she did an hour-long poem, one poem for an hour uh-huh. about Kurt Cobain and being suicidal. And it was like, 
at first I was like, oh no, a poem. <laughs> um, but it was like excellent, like truly one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. So amazing. Um, and the sort of the gist of it at the end was like, it's braver not to kill yourself. And so I'm like sobbing. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is sitting opposite me. She's sobbing. I'm like, <laughs> the Cassie's like um, agent comes up to me afterwards and is like, it's all right. Do you need to talk to someone? Like, do you need a hug? And I'm like, I can't be the neediest person in here. I got in on a free ticket. I have to go. I have to go. Um, but yeah, like that was like, oh, fuck. I yeah. guess I have to tell people. I guess I have to ask for help. Yeah. Um, which I guess is like the same feeling of this song of like, fuck. You can't just like live in it until it kills you. You have to say something. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. What's me- the next Good one? message. Um, <laughs> uh, song 13 is a song someone introduced you to. So uh, go for Swim Until You Can't See Land by Fern Rabbit. Yeah, so um, James McKeese, who is a New Zealand comedian, mm-hmm. um, who is incredible. He is married to Laura Davis, who's my director, who's also an incredible comedian. Um, uh, I went to see his show at Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, and it was um, it was a it was a show about also about being suicidal uh-huh. and about how he had tried to kill himself um, twice, and after the can't remember first attempt he um got his flatmate who was helping work in like building concert venues and stuff right he was like okay you got to come with me you got to we got to get you lifting some stuff mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah, sure. and so he started working backstage like he started working like um putting up sets and like concerts and stuff and he was like in the my most favorite band like the people that i met who i was like fuck like they are incredible were frightened rabbit Mm -hmm. and he was like and i just like started listening to their music and it was about depression and it was in this way that really got him out of like a a a really bad place mentally Mm -hmm. and then he talks about the lead singer of of frightened rabbit killing himself and it was like this i nearly cried (laughs) at this like comedy show of like music and he was sort of playing the music before and after but i had not heard it before Mm -hmm. until he started talking about it and i was like he and again, it was another thing where like he he said some of the lyrics out loud. Like same with like when I hear see lyrics written down in books, and I'm like, oh, I want to hear that song. It was yeah. like he said some of the lyrics out loud, and I was like, oh, I want to hear that song. Mm. Um, and it was yeah, he said, "Swim till you can't see land." Are you a man or you're a bag of sand? Was like one of those lyrics where he was like, yeah, am I a man or am I a bag of sand? Like I have to fucking get myself up and, and fix this. Yeah. Um, and so I started. I've been listening to them ever since I saw that show, and it's. Their oh, their lyrics are just amazing. I loved yeah. like the woodpile yeah. and what's the other one I like? There's so many. Like they, they has so many great songs and it's so sad. <laughs> it's so yeah. sad that he's dead. Like they're really excellent and just like the way they talk about mental health and stuff is like so close to me. Yeah. In this way of like yeah yeah that is how it feels that is how it feels yeah. and then it's like oh and we lost you I'm so sorry yeah. <laughs> like yeah. fuck. You yeah. you didn't hear the bleachers song like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it is it is rough like um I the, so they they were the band that got me through a lot of um the depression I was talking about and yeah um, yeah th- just the the I mean it's 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 not just like for anyone who hasn't listened to Fred and Rabbit it's not all music about depression and, and um suicide uh yeah you know, there are. No. I mean, some of it's about breakups. <laughs> it's it's some all of jolly. It's about sex. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's um, 
but yeah, but but some of the, some of the lyrics, some of the way uh, talks about depression is, I don't know. I, my big thing was like the the thing that I realized and the help that that sort of helped me get out of it was, um, when I first started going through it, the thing about depression is that it convinces you that there's nothing wrong with you and you're basically mm. like you're just a bad person. You're not depressed. Yeah. You're just like stupid and lazy and why can't and, you get up and why yeah. can't you do everything that everyone else is doing and you're yeah yeah exactly it just gives you a self uh self-flagellation double whammy yeah 100 percent. uh and then yeah and then you have someone like like scott who writes these beautiful lyrics about feeling like that and all of a sudden you're like oh this is a real thing other people feel this other people connect with this yeah. this is a thing this is a real thing that i'm experiencing and then and therefore like i can put a name to it and i can do something about it um and he talks a lot about as well about like putting like a uh trying to put like a hopeful element into most of his songs even if it's just like the last sort of note of a song or it's the 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 refrain at the end of a song even when it's like really dark it'll finish on something a little bit lighter like like his floating in the fourth is a good example it's a it's a suicide note um that he made into a song and it, and um it talks about like what will happen if he like if he does kill himself um but the the last line is i think i'll save suicide for another year um which is like you know kind of like best case scenario in that kind of situation really Um, it is like literally like those moments of like i'm a self-harmer and stuff where it's like there are like i talk about it on stage and i'm like i don't do that anymore and then i started feeling really uncomfortable about saying that because i was like i think about it all the time like i think about it all the time like it's on it's not truthful for me to say i don't do that anymore yeah. and now i changed it so the line is like i don't do that anymore i think about it all the time but my parents are really ugly criers um <laughs> so now it's like i get a second laugh line and i'm not being un- mistruthful about it yeah. but it's still it's the same thing of like i think about cutting myself and then i'm like i gotta i can't because i'm getting my pictures taken tomorrow or like i can't because i'm doing this gig and people will see and like or like i can't because my parents are coming to visit and they'll cry and like (laughs) it's just like you just have to get to the next thing you just have to you just have to not do it tonight and then tomorrow you will probably feel better again like that is kind of yeah that feeling of like yeah save suicide Mm -hmm. for another year is that thing of like you just have to not do it tonight yeah all you have to do is not kill yourself tonight like that's all you have to do is get through this and like even swim until you can't see land i loved it because it is quite a sad song i think but it's also it it inspired me so much because it was almost like he says swim until you can't see land swim until you can't see land swim until you can't see land are you a man are you a bag of sand and it was almost like I'm thinking about like moving um, to the UK next year and stuff where I'm like, it's not about swimming out far enough that you die. It's about swimming far enough that you can't see home anymore. (laughs) Like (laughs) to go, to just be like, I'm going, like I'm going and, and I can't see where I came from and I'm not close to anybody that I know, but I'm going like, is that, that kind of feeling was like so much more in that song than, than the sadness almost. It was like, it's scary to swim but you have to swim yeah. or you'll sink, you yeah, know, absolutely. is, yeah. I am. Um, I think it's more, more, um, ho- more hopeful than one would anticipate. Yeah. I was like, so my day job, we had, um, uh, a motivational speaker, um, uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, it's this guy, Gareth Thomas, who is, um, 
he's a rugby union player a welsh mm. rugby union player who came out as gay oh. and he was like the first uh to do it while um oh, awesome. while still playing rugby um and since it's like he's like as part of that journey he's he's been very depressed as well so now he does a lot of of um talks about like um like the corporate side of it is kind of like you know engaging with your sort of uh lgbtq community within work and and authenticity and that kind of thing diversity and inclusion all that good stuff um but anyway he said that one of the things that really helped him when he was um struggling was swimming and the reason was that he's not a good swimmer um so <laughs> when he is swimming all he is thinking about is the action staying of swimming afloat. like staying afloat yeah. like keeping going and that he is like so in his head about that that he doesn't think about anything else and that's very therapeutic for him um mm. and i thought that was really interesting and then it sort of just add another layer to how i think about this this song because like the like swimming with like that far out is a really scary thing and it is literally a case of like you have to keep going otherwise you're a back sand you, you know, you, you'll yeah, sink you're sinking um see yeah it's uh yeah it's, it's a it's a it's a really 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 interesting concept and i think frightened rabbit's so good at that um the the um just quickly the, the other lyric that i love of frightened rabbits if you haven't heard it have you heard the oil slick uh i don't think i've listened to it too many times but i have heard it i think the the lyric is um there is light but there's a tunnel to crawl through oh yeah um yeah which i think that has summarized like my journey more than anything else which is you know like there is there is hope there is like but you uh, have to try you have to try you have to try you have to work yeah exactly you have to crawl yeah there, there's the, yeah. Like, it is on you to do, to take certain actions it won't just get better on its own um yeah yeah uh he, yeah he's a genius um big fan. uh yeah anyway yeah i could probably talk about this for a while so we'll move on yeah um, sorry i shouldn't have put them so light in the, in the list okay. uh song 14 is a song you wouldn't expect to like so you went for double goose by Chandler and Philair. Philair? Yes. I did you like it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel too. I heard it on TikTok right. and then I was like, wait, wait. Yeah. Do I love this? Yeah. And then I listened to it truly mm-hmm. like two hundred times in one day. Like I I, <laughs> I I wrecked it. Like I just like played it until it meant nothing anymore. I was like, this is like really good yes but it's really weird and it's almost like a joke song but like it's i true i just like and i love his voice like he has just such a cool like southern american voice but he's rapping and it's like oh man it was just weird and i like i don't think it fits in with anything else but again i like lyrically yeah um he's just like he's like very clever i like the the lyrics a lot yeah um yeah. I think they're they're very like funny and like yeah. cool, and I think he's very funny and cool. Yeah, in this like way, he where he's just like this big like balding like white man, yeah. and he's just like I'm cool actually, and I'm like <laughs> you know what you are cool. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I like any uh, yeah any any lyric that um, advocates for Mitch McConnell dying faster. Like I'm I'm on board with. Yeah. Um, get on board yeah but yeah i honestly this makes so much sense that this is a tiktok song because i mm. i i have a lot of these in my life now where 
TikTok just does this thing and it's very good at it but it will give me a song or some content or like a a trend that I'm like I don't think I like this but I cannot not consume it there's like an MSG it quality itches. to it's, it it's, it's like it's there's a particular yeah, itch. it's yeah. like something about it like it's an audible like an audio stim of like I, I just need to hear this like yeah. a bunch of times for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like the catchiness has been sort of like whittled down. But unfortunately, yeah. that means that when they release the rest of the song, it's not good. Yeah. Because that little bit of it where you were like, oh, this is great. And this is really like itching this brain as like the rest of the song is like very slapdash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, ah. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll keep listening to the 15 seconds of it occasionally. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but this one, I'm like, he only made it like a minute 20. So yeah, he yeah. kind of was like, I have said all the things I wanted to say. And, yeah. and you may now listen to it. I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. But yeah, and like if this, you didn't certain... know, all cops are bastards. Like, yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. But yeah, like certain dances, like... Uh, the thing on tiktok that gets me is like you know when like someone's like doing one of those like choreographed dances but they've mm. got the video effect where they stay the same in the same position in the frame and the frame moves around them do you know what I'm oh talking that about? makes me seasick all right I, I something about that is just like like i i cannot look away from that and i don't think yeah. i like it but i just yeah i can't i can't stop um Your but satisfying no I, shape yeah yeah exactly i but you know i, I genuinely did really like um really like this there's something again slightly odd about the delivery slightly uh slightly unsettling about the song as a whole that yeah. i can't quite describe or can't quite articulate exactly what it is about it um but it's an awful lot of fun it was yeah yeah it's definitely i highly recommend yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's only a minute like 20 you should yeah. listen <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll time. um yeah when you said 200 times in a day i was like whoa and then actually yeah it's probably it's, it's quite doable, it's doable. yeah doable. it's because it's like that middle piece is like the most like the the bit that i really want to hear yeah is like that middle piece and it's like right. well you might as well just hear the whole thing because it's only like a minute Definitely. yeah yeah Alrighty. <laughs> uh song 15 is a song you think everyone should listen to so again you got two so now is exactly the time by noah and the wheel and vienna by billy joel i think they're both there for the same reasons like i they they they're they're saying the same thing essentially. I mean, they're sort of saying the opposite of the same thing, but it's the same kind of feeling of like holding you and being like it's safe to try, it's safe to fall. Right. It's safe to fail at stuff. Yeah. The like the Billy Joel song is like slow down, you're doing fine. You can't be everything you want to be before your time. Like that is like a punch in the gut to everybody in their like 20s being like but i want <laughs> yeah but i want to i want to be successful and i want to achieve things and billy joel is like yeah but you gotta relax <laughs> yeah you gotta you're gonna burn yourself out you have to like you know take the phone off the hook and disappear for a while like yeah he and he was saying it in like the when did he write it like the 80s like it's it's such a timeless song like yeah. and it just like sort of it describes youth and like the sort of impatience of youth in this way. That's like not patronizing and not like, Oh, I've been there. We've all been there and we're all haggard and cynical now. It's like, he's like talking to you and being like, I love, I love that you're ambitious and that you want things. And I know what it feels like to be like that. And I know that you, I can't talk you out of that feeling and I don't want to talk you out of that feeling, but I want you 
to look after yourself. I want you to to just slow down and think about all the things you have achieved and yeah. and know that the things you've done are not are not wasted just because you haven't done the thing you want now. Like yeah. <laughs> he's he's I love Billy Joel. I think he's like really really a genius. Mm. Um and then now is exactly the time is the same sort of feeling of like hey like I know it's scary to do things and to do them by yourself and to be alone and to to jump out of your comfort zone but like now is the time you should go now like mm. so it's sort of like both versions both ends of that feeling of like youth yeah. and impatience and feeling like you're not achieving things in the way that you want to or enough or perfectly enough where yeah. billy joel is like maybe lie down maybe just chat to someone maybe you don't need to work this hard all the time yeah. and noah and the whale are like you just need to do something. It doesn't need to be perfect. You just need to try now. You just need to do it now, mm-hmm. um, which I think are both feelings that I have like needed one or the other song <laughs> yeah, sure. to get me through. It's like yeah. sometimes it's like you care about this too much and you need to you need Vienna by Billy Joel, and then there's sometimes <laughs> sure. where it's like you're stuck, you're stuck, and you want things but you don't know how to get them, and it's like Noah and the whale is like just do something. Yeah, and the line about like. Um, if you can try and get to know your parents well, yeah, um, forgive them too. They are more like you than you can tell. Yeah, and you're not alone on the earth tonight. Like that's like I just got goosebumps just singing it to myself. Like that, <laughs> yeah, those sure. like ultimate like comfort like like big arms wrapping around you. Like you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Songs I think yeah. um, are like those are my recommendations for you need. You probably need to hear one or the other. Right, sure. <laughs> you probably need to hear some version of "It's all going to be okay," <laughs> <laughs> um, and those are my songs for that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I th- they're both sort of like they're both songs that are more or less around like being gentle with yourself, right? Um, and yeah just like everything as you say everything is going to be okay i i really did i, I think i really connected with the um now is exactly the time the no on the whale song I, I think more the maybe more the verses than the than the chorus i think the idea of like yeah. um forgiving yourself like taking pressure off yourself like um allowing yourself to like make mistakes and and not punish yourself for it um yeah and then also applying that same mentality to to your friends to your parents um i think the parents especially i think that's something i've really learned in the last few years but like how just difficult life is in general how uh difficult it is to like have children to uh, like the pressures of that like uh how once you realize that your parents are also doing this for the first time yeah exactly yeah yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck, this is hard, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, you became a parent when I became a person. Like, yeah. I'm the eldest kid. It's like, you you didn't have any more information than I do now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you just, You're figuring you it just out. did it. Yeah. And you did a really good job. And you are more like me than I can tell. Like, yeah. You just like me, you know? Yeah. Um, we're both, aut- we're all autistic. Um. <laughs> we're all so autistic um but yeah yeah 
they're, yeah, I think they're both songs where when you said I again, I took it very literally of like not so much like everyone needs to hear this song. It's so amazing. It's like yeah. you need to hear this song because right. you're probably beating yourself up about something, and yeah. and these are the songs that are the cure for that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really beautiful. I actually can't remember if. No, it's not a cover. Now is exactly the time. It is a Noah in the Whale song. They have another one. They have a cover of Call Your Girlfriend. Oh, okay. That's Call Your Boyfriend. Right. Which is also very fun. But they're both, like, both versions of those songs are very fun. Um, theirs is just, like, a very, like, you know, late 2000s laid-back indie version of it. <laughs> right, okay. Excellent. Call Your Boyfriend. Like, slurring through the words, you know? Yeah, yeah. That version of, like singing in cursive <laughs> it was like can we yeah. have some consonants in this or you're just relying on the fact that we already know the lyrics because this is a cover all right feels lazy um, but yeah yeah a happy ending mm. um yeah all right perfect well that's um a lovely note to end on so i yeah, sorry you... it took so long. It's my fault for adding so many songs. All good, all good. I Love felt bad for leaving anything out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have anything you want to plug or promote, Grace? What have you? Um, well, my Instagram and my Twitter are at Grace Jarvis Ono, oh uh, and my TikTok um, because that's what being a comedian is now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hard gotta, work. Put 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 a bunch of crowd work clips online, <laughs> and now audiences are even more terrified than usual because they think that stand up comedy is being attacked <laughs> by the by the comedian. Yeah, sure. We don't want to burn our actual jokes by putting them online. So yep. now it looks like all we do is crowd work. <laughs> uh, it's it's very exhausting, but I'm on there. Um, TikTok and Instagram, yeah, at, and uh, Twitter at Grace Jarvis. Oh no! And if you're going to be in Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Fringe in August, I am doing the whole month with my show. This is the last goldfish that i am going to eat for you um it's at underbelly at george square in the week who um at 550 for the whole month so please come uh because i am not uh from there and i want to make a good impression <laughs> perfect but i've done the show in melbourne i did the whole melbourne run i did sydney i did two weeks in new zealand like it's a show guys like it's 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 a show um don't worry about that <laughs> it's established now i'm just gonna do it in uk and try and adjust every single one of my references <laughs> all that i have jokes about the australian country music thing that's all gone no one's gonna get that don't even worry about it well that's quite a plug uh, well thank you very much mm. <laughs> thanks for having me um have a really good night <laughs> And that's it for episode 61 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, if you're going to be in Edinburgh or if you can just get to Edinburgh, please consider going to see Chris uh, live at the Fringe Festival. Um, details are in the description of the podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I am so excited to go and see her. So please come along. If uh, you're not in a position to see her, if you're not in uh, Australia or in Edinburgh, um, just drop her a follow on the socials. I, Chris is one of the reasons that I still open Twitter. Um, very very strong uh, Twitter game and uh, I, I Instagram feed that makes me insanely jealous of the people that she hangs out with and her uh, photographic ability if you like this show and you want to support it then a couple of different ways you can do that we do have a coffee link set up which is in the description of the podcast so that if you've enjoyed an episode and you want to support us um, you can throw a couple of quid there there's no monthly obligation um, if you're not in a position to do that then please do support the show in other ways uh, give us a like 
uh, rate the podcast, subscribe, um, download the episodes, tell your friends, share it with other people. The bigger the show gets, the, be- the better guests. Everybody wins. The longer I keep doing this, basically. <laughs> I'll be back next week for episode 62. So until then, look after yourselves. I'm just going to do that. <laughs>